0: Servant Leadership Institute podcast. For this week's episode, we focus on your ability to be a great servant leader. Art Barter opened the 2019 Servant Leader Conference with a talk solely focused on asking the question, are you able? Listen as he challenges you to check your beliefs and be open to changing your viewpoint on leadership and serving others first. We hope you enjoy.
1: Everybody hear me? Am I? Yeah, I'm on. Great, great. Welcome. You guys glad to be here? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're going to have fun. Really enjoyed spending time with you guys last night. Thank you for investing your time and resources with us. We hope that we're going to pour into you and help you, inspire you, and equip you. We've got some great speakers, but before we get going, I want to get you going. Everybody stand up. Non-participation is not an option. Everybody up. Put your hands in the air, and wave them. Come on, gonna do this for, for about 30 seconds. If you know the people at your table, you wanna grab their hand and shake it, great. Grab their hand and shake it with them. If you don't know the people, ask permission. Don't just grab, all right? Let's keep going, we got a couple, about 10 more seconds. Good, 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 you guys are doing good. All right, good. Great, you feel better? All right, thank you guys. Anybody know what this means in sign language? Thank you for the standing ovation. I'm done. Thank you very much. All right. Now, when you do this, it releases a chemical in your brain which is going to make you more open to what we have to say. Stop googling. I know half of you are googling and see if I'm serious. All right? It might be, it might not be. I do it just because I get to see professionals stand up and make fools of themselves. All right? So you guys inspire me by getting up and shaking your arms for no reason whatsoever. And it's kind of cool. So today we're gonna talk about boxes. About boxes of life. We've all heard the, the comment about, can we get out of our box? Can we serve across the boxes? Can we build bridges? We're gonna help you do that. And we're gonna talk about a couple of different subjects. We're gonna start with family. Then we're going to talk about the boxes of the capability that people have and not their professional abilities that they've been trained to do, but we're going to talk about whether they're willing and able to do things and how you need to serve each one in each box. And then we're going to talk about your peers and how do you get across the boxes of peers and go across the, the boxes of generations. Then we're gonna go into that politic world, politics. Everybody's excited about that one, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, can't wait for that one. What is Art gonna talk about politics at an SLI conference? I'm gonna share with you some ideas that hopefully will help you think a different way. And then we're gonna talk about ideologies. And we're gonna challenge you. We're gonna challenge your belief. Now here's how we define belief. Belief is a thought that you trusted to be true, a thought that you trusted to be true. You all walked in here with beliefs this morning, right? We hope to challenge your thoughts that you trust to be true. So how did that happen with me? I believe that a power climbing the corporate ladder was the only way to success. That's a thought that I trusted was true when I was in college that my role was to go climb the corporate ladder. What I found out in my 40s and 50s was I should have burned the ladder (laughs) because it wasn't worth climbing. I have a different thought process today. Different thought process today. It's been changed. So we're gonna challenge you to change the thought that you trust to be true. Because I believe the thoughts that got us where we are may not be the thoughts that get us where we need to go. And that's gonna change our beliefs. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Can you build a bridge between these boxes? Can you build a bridge between the boxes? Not a bridge of I'm right and you're wrong. What about a bridge of love? Can we differ in love instead of anger? Whoa, can we do that? I think we can. We're gonna challenge your belief in trust In listening to understand, you guys have some amazing speakers to listen to today. You have amazing people in the audience. I'm going to challenge you that everyone in this room has something to teach you. If you're willing to listen to understand and listen to trust what they have to say and leave your ego aside. You know the best way to entertain an egotist? Anybody want to guess? Sit down and listen to them. Wait for it. It will come. All right, entertain them, just sit down and listen. Don't engage, just listen. Let them go, because sooner or later they're gonna run out of words, guaranteed. Guaranteed they'll run out of words, all right? So we're gonna challenge those beliefs in different ways. But I'm gonna ask you one thing before we get started. What's your biggest fear? What is your biggest fear? There's a poem I love It starts off with, our biggest fear is not that we are inadequate, Our biggest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And that poem goes on to say that when we let the light that we have inside of us shine to those around us, we inspire them to let their light shine as well. Servant leadership is about letting that light shine from your heart, not from your pocketbook. Let your heart shine. Empower those around you that it's okay to let that light of happiness and gladness and enjoyment of what you're doing because you're going to liberate them to do the same thing. Our biggest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Not that we're not. I'm going to challenge that thought in you in the next two days. Our biggest challenge we face in leadership is the face of leadership in this country. Communities need to change. So I compliment you for coming here because you want to change and do something different. Some of you had some great stories last night when I visited to you about the changes you're already seeing. Some talked about the changes in their personal lives. Some talked about changes in their organizations. Some wanted to know how we keep this going. You're going to learn that in the next two days. Our first challenge starts with family. Now I have a helper today, Lisa, my executive assistant, She takes my ideas and turns them into this stuff, so she's going to help me turn boxes. So family, there's something said about family. You can choose your friends, but you can't choose choose your family. Do you love your family unconditional? Do you really? Do you really love your family unconditionally? All right, maybe you have a mother or a father that you want to blame your life on. That's okay, you can do that. Maybe you have a sister or brother that you don't have a great relationship with. I have an older sister. I I grew up in a house of three sisters, no brothers. Now, I enjoyed growing up, but I got tired of doing dishes. And I got courage when I was 16. I told my mom and dad, until you get my sisters out to pull weeds in the yard and do the yard, I'm not gonna do any more dishes. My parents said, okay. I went, wow. This is pretty cool stuff. I can push back. My older sister, I don't talk about her very often because we don't have a great relationship. But here's what I will tell you. She and I maybe talk once a year, usually around the holidays. We're at different ends of almost everything. And she's a good person. But she faced some struggles years back where she couldn't make ends meet. And she set her pride aside and said, can you help me? And I said, yes, we'll help you, Lori and I. She came back again and said, I need some more help. You know how difficult that was for her to ask for help again? And then the third time she says, I really, I really don't want to ask anymore. She was in tears. And Lori and I talked and said, we have to do something different because her pride is keeping her from asking for help. What I learned from that is I need to make it a safe help financially. So we created a fund that generates tax-free income. That tax-free income goes into her checking account once a month automatically. Now I talk to her once a month or once a year. But she's my family so I take care of her. When my parents were at the end of their life they were in assisted living. My mom she was proud too. She says I'm gonna pay back every dime you've spent on taking care of us. Paying the bills and taking care of us. And my dad said, Betty, be quiet. My nickname is Skip. He says, Skip is taking care of his family. He's doing what he's supposed to do. That was the best compliment my father could have ever given me. That I was doing the right thing and taking care of my family. So I don't care what your relationship is with your family. Can you serve them unconditionally? Families include pets too, right? If any of you were here yesterday, you saw Minerva running all over the place. She's uh, my grand dog, all right? I love her, running all over the place. But can you serve your family unconditionally across the lines? Can you build bridges and talk to each other? It amazed me, last year, people were talking about helping families sit down at the Thanksgiving dinner and be able to talk to each other with dignity and respect, because politics were doing this and then pulling people apart. Can't we have dinner with our family without getting into that stuff? Love one another, care for each other, do things, and not bring out the list of you hurt me last week, you hurt me last year, I don't like what you're doing here, 80% of the things you're supposed to do to help me, you're not doing so, I'm not gonna help you. Burn that list, burn that list, and do something different. You are able beyond power to have positive relationships with everyone in your family. Are you willing to stand up and use that power of relationships and love? It's up to you. Don't wait for somebody else. Because see, we serve the lives that come before us, including our families, even though we don't get to choose them. Challenge number two, we're gonna talk about capabilities. Now, capabilities, what i found in my years of experience in management is there's four types of people that you're going to run across. They're going to be very bright. You're going to have good, good character. Uh, if you hire, they're going to be good at what they do. But here's what they're going to have. You're going to run across people who are not willing and not able. Anybody have any of those in your organization? Doesn't matter what you do, man. They're, they're just, they, you don't think they're, they're willing to do it. They're not thinking about able anything anybody read what happened at southwest airlines lately they sued the union why because they're not taking care of the planes how many people do they have that are not willing and not able to do that wow that's happening in today's organization in a in an organization that is servant led do you believe you're not going to have those challenges because you're a servant led organization you're going to have more challenges But how do I serve people here? I love them up. I give them what they need. I don't put a label that's on their forehead and say, you're not willing, you're not able, so you're not gonna get any of my time today. Because you see, if I ignore them, that's the worst thing I can do to a life, is show them indifference. So I have to do this. You're gonna have people who aren't willing, but they're able. You know they can do it, but they're not willing to do it. They've got some old file that's keeping them from moving forward. And then you've got people who are willing and not able. These folks are, man, they'll volunteer for anything in your organization, right? But they may not be able to do it. They may not be able to do it, but they'll do it. I got people in my organization, they'll, they'll volunteer to make parts, they'll volunteer to do stuff. So every now and then I volunteer to make parts and go, Art, stay away from the floor. That's not your gift. I'm, I'm, I'm willing, but I'm not able to do that because that's not my gift. And then you've got people that you love. They're willing, they're able, they'll listen, they'll engage. When you make a command decision in your organization, they'll go help you implement it, even if they disagree with it. Do you think I serve that person there who's willing and able the same way I serve this person here? Who do you think takes up most of my time in my organization? I love to live here. I love this box. And if I have a choice, I'm going to live right here. But you know what? If I'm going to do what's best for my organization, I have to live in these boxes. Can you do that? Are you able to build a bridge and go and meet people where they are and not expect them to come to you? I'm gonna challenge you on this thought. I'm gonna ask you to get rid of this open door nonsense. I have an open door policy. Who cares? Who cares? I wanna see your calendar. I wanna see where you're investing in this box, in this box, in that box, in that box. Because your calendar reflects your heart and where you've decided to spend time instead of an interruption from somebody from this box that believes that you have an open door and you're willing to talk to them anytime you want to. Sometimes I see this person come down the hallway And what do I do? I duck into an office to ignore it. Why? Because they're going to suck the life right out of me. Because they're going to tell me everything that's wrong with the company, everything that's wrong with me, everything that's wrong with the world, everything that's wrong with everything else around them. But my mom and dad taught me one thing, right? How many fingers are pointing back to you when you point fingers at other people? Three. Maybe you ought to listen to the three fingers pointing back at you to decide how to serve this group in this box. Can you do that? Habib is going to talk about how ordinary people do extraordinary things. Their people are going to come out of this box and this box, and they're going to get there, and they're going to surprise the heck out of you. Because they're going to do things that will blow you away. Because you see, once they know you care about them, they're going to do amazing things for you. Amazing, amazing things. We need to help people bloom where they are, regardless of what box they're in. You see, this box is all about planting seeds. This box is the seed that's starting to take and grow a little bit. And when they decide to go to this box and say, I'm willing, but I need some education, and you need to help me. See the seed grows to that point. Sometimes you get people that are in that box when they come to your organization. But most of the time you have to plant the seeds here and go from box to box. Do you have the power to do that and meet people where they are? That's the question. Where do you think I get the most joy? Which box? I love to talk with people who are willing. The people I don't like to deal with is down here, but you know what? I can't call myself a servant leader if I don't serve each box equally. I told my leadership team that a couple weeks ago in a quarterly meeting. I apologize because I had fallen into just serving those boxes. And that was the wrong thing for me to do. Because you see, I'm a human being, just like you guys. I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And part of servant leadership is grace. And that grace goes two ways. It comes from the leader and it comes back to the leader. Because you need to forgive your leaders for making mistakes. Because they're going to make mistakes. Anybody in the room doesn't have a leader that's that's perfect? I didn't think so. When was the last time you extended a servant leadership heart of grace to your leader? They need it. You see, servant leadership goes both ways, don't ever forget that. Your leader is in one of these boxes every day, your leader is here too. They're willing, maybe they don't know what servant leadership is all about. Maybe they sent you here to learn about it. But they're in one of these boxes every day, along with you. Help them, move your organizations further. Our third challenge is our peers. Our peers. This gets into generations. As Lisa turns around the boxes we have seniors, we have boomers, Gen X, Millennials, and oh by the way there's another one coming in the workplace called Gen X. This one actually has five boxes. Now what's amazing when Lisa showed this to me last night she said look at what's on the side. It's already stamped, Handle with Care. (laughs) Somebody's trying to give me a message here for you today, is handle this with care. This is the first generation that's coming up in the electronic world. That's all I've known. And if you wanna serve them, you have to get there. Which means you have to be in Twitter, Instagram, Fluttershy, Butterfly, what's what's that one, Lisa? What's it called? (laughs) Shutterfly, I don't even know what that is, but I know if I want to reach a life in one of these generations, I have to be there because I want to serve them. But how do you have a relationship with these different boxes? I'm here. This is me right here. I'm going to be 65 next month. I'm feeling old these days because now the conversation is turning to me in these boxes here. I wanted to be in these boxes down here. I want to stay there. But if I want to serve people in these different boxes, guess what? I need to get out of the box and come have a relationship with the Gen Xers in our organization. I need to step over to the millennials and have a relationship with them. What does that mean? What does that look like? Does anybody in the room have a tattoo? Great. Is it one that we can see? Okay, let me come down. I say that because the last time I did this at a workshop in Houston, the guy said, you know, you can't see it. <laughs> Let me see. What's it stand for? It says, I am not lost in Latin. I am not lost in Latin. That's pretty cool. How long have you had that? Uh, 10 years. 10 years. You look at it every day? Yes. Every day. See, it means something to this life. And for me to meet this life where they are, I've to need to understand what they have. Is Jennifer in the room? Jennifer? Are you here? Can you get her in here for a minute? Anybody else have a tattoo I can look at? You have one? Can I see it? Oh, that's cool. What, what, why did you do that? Uh, the one, it's, a it's a what? A strong warrior animal. A strong warrior, warrior animal. A strong warrior. you what, You a strong warrior? It's what you want to be, right? You want to be courageous in this world. You look at that every day, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That is gorgeous. Do you have a favorite artist? Um,
0: I have a few. I have
1: a few? I have a few favorite You have a few favorite artists. Yeah. See, this is artwork. It's artwork. When I want to impact the life, I have to get involved with that life. Starbucks about two months ago, I was in line in the drive-through. And this girl was serving, and I saw two arms come out, tattoos everywhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun with this one, <laughs> and I look forward to that. Now, I drove up. She confirmed my order, I gave her money. She came back, I said, who's your artist? And she told me everyone she had in her arm who the artist was. I said, who's your favorite? She says, I really like this one right here, right here. I said, it's beautiful. It's great work. She went and got my coffee. She came back. She had tears in her eyes. And she looked at me and she said, thank you. Gave me my coffee and I drove off. Can I get a relationship and an impact to that life for the couple of minutes that I have with that life? Now, this just isn't outside my home. It's in my home. Jennifer, come on up here. If you don't know, Jennifer's my daughter. Uh-huh. I tell stories about her all the time, right? Right? You didn't know I was gonna do this today, did you? Yep. No. Okay. So you got a new tattoo. Look at this. Look how beautiful that is. You know, and when I went home, Lori told me uh, what, a couple months ago you got that done? A month. A month? She says, yeah, Jennifer's down getting another tattoo. And I go, oh crap. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go, what's she doing now? Now, that's gorgeous, and that is beautiful artwork. Now, if I show that I care about this life, and I really do, I really care about this life. She's my daughter. Am I gonna love her less because she has a tattoo on her arm? No, I'm gonna love her more. Now, she crossed the line. You can't see the one she has on her back. Bob Marley, right? Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Now, we go sailing together, and when she comes out, with, I get to stare at Bob for the afternoon. <laughs> All right? My only hope is I live long enough to see Bob go wrinkly. <laughs> All right? That's my hope. Thanks, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bye. So, if you want to have a life, now who taught me that? You're going to hear from her tomorrow. Olivia MacGyver. Olivia, are you here? Thank you. I don't know if you remember the workshop you did back in Indianapolis where you met with a bunch of people, generations, and she asked us boomers in the room, what do you think about tattoos? We said, no way. She looked at a square in the eye and said, get over it because it's going to be part of their life. She's the one that started me on this track and going across generations. millennials. You know how many jobs they're going to have in their lifetime? Anyone want to guess? 20, 23, 25, somewhere in there. You're going to have about two years to impact that life. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You've got to impact these young lives. My job today in my company is to pass my knowledge that I have in this box to that box in that box. I need to share my knowledge with people, not keep my knowledge from people. I'm gonna say that one more time. I, want, I need to share my knowledge, not keep it. Because sharing is power beyond measure. Keeping it is power for self and doesn't do anything to grow the other people around you. Everybody put your fists together as tight as you can. You feel tension? Servant leaders give their knowledge and their power away, give it, open it up and give it away. Does that feel a whole lot better when you give it away? It does. It feels so much better. So why, why wait? Get going today with joy and serve these different boxes of people in your lives. Because the longer we wait, the worse it's going to get. We have organizations where knowledge here doesn't want to be shared because of what? They don't trust the leadership in their company because they know, they've seen from our behaviors as leaders, that when that knowledge leaves them, what do leaders do? They let them go. we got to keep these guys engaged in our organizations as long as they're able to walk in the door because the knowledge is there to share and it's up to us to create that environment to have that knowledge shared between the boxes. Jeff is going to talk about relationships and how important it is to get results. How do you get results if you don't have relationships between these boxes? Habib is going to talk about, it's less about us and more about them. Olivia is going to talk about happiness in the workplace. Happiness in the workplace. What a concept. I wonder how many people, if we said, are you happy in the workplace? How many people would say yes? Don't know. I worked at Disney early in my career, and I loved Disney mainly because during the wintertime we gave employee reviews, and guess where we went to give them? We gave them in the park. We got to go out on a park bench in Main Street and sit with people and give them their reviews. Now some of the reviews were not very good reviews, but we had courageous conversations with people, and people had courageous conversations with me, coming back at me. At the happiest place on earth. Wasn't happy during that courageous conversation, but you know what it was like to sit on Main Street and talk about how you could get better? It was a safe place to have that conversation. It wasn't in an office behind a desk and you had all this stuff in between you. Create a safe place to have that relationship with these folks, because that's what's going to help you get in their box, is relationships first. Build trust with them interact with them, talk to them. Our fourth choice, our challenge that we're going to have, and yes, we're going to go there. Are you ready? Politics. Now, some of you have formed a belief already that I don't, Art's going to say something, he's going to turn me off. I hope I turn you on. And I For this reason. I had a conversation with Steve and M.R. Cummings five or six years ago. And what he shared with me and what I shared with him was, how do we serve people when they're in the different boxes of political parties? I've been a long time Republican. I grew up in a house where my father was Republican, my mother was Democrat. I loved her anyway, all right? (laughs) But you know what? If we're gonna serve people and not party, If we're going to put the organization, the country, your community, above anything else we do, how can I be part of a political party? I am not associated with any party today because I don't know how to serve when I'm in a party that I don't agree with, and I can't find a party I agree with these days. So why be part of it? I mean, it's tough. Stephen and I agreed that day that the best thing for servant leaders to be for us when we're teaching servant leadership, we have to be independent. I'm not affiliated with any party, I stopped giving. I'm tired of giving because they waste the money anyway. They're not good stewards. People in Washington have forgotten who they serve. And my challenge in this world to you as a servant leader is can we get back to we the people? Can we get back to we, the people, and serve each other with love? Can we differ in love instead of angry, anger and hate? Now, that's a big challenge. But what I believe is servant leadership can change the face of politics in the world, in our country, in our communities today, by coming from the heart and not from anywhere else. Can you get out of the box you're in? I don't know what box you're in. But we have a great freedom in this country. The freedom is to go vote. And if you don't vote, quit complaining. That's the freedom we have to choose who we want to represent us. We have to get back to we the people in this country, in our communities, in our organizations, because it's about people, not anything else. Can you get out of that box? Can we agree to disagree and still treat each other with dignity and respect? That's a big, big challenge for our country today. And if we don't do it, wow. Vicki is here, 54-year anniversary, right? Vicki, 54? Is it 54 of what happened on the bridge in Selma? Where did she choose to come? She came here and served leadership because she knows that's how we're going to ch- continue to change this world for the better. We're going to change it for the better. We can't forget the past. We need to learn from it because the thoughts that we trusted were true back then do not apply today and will not take us where we need to go. So we need to change those thoughts that we trusted were true. Don't ever forget the sacrifices that are made for the freedoms we have to be here today and talk about serving from the heart instead of anything else. Can you build a bridge of love between these boxes? Can you do that? Because that's what we're challenging you to do is go build a bridge between these Our final challenge that we're going to challenge you on is about ideology. And you see, we believe that servant leadership needs to be redefined for what it means in today's world, not what it meant back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever it is. We have to be here today in the now, meet people where they are. And what we believe servant leadership is all about is serving the life that's in front of us, not the ideology. I'm going to tell you a story that happened here in San Diego. A young lady stuck in a young man's body, 15 years old. Life was so bad that they decided to take their life, 15 years old. In the school district, school wouldn't let them have a memorial for that life because of the social sensitivity of the issue of who that person believed they were. Now I'm gonna challenge you to serve the life that comes before you, because we have spent six months. One of our friends knew the family was at work. He told us a story, he said, tell the family they can have the memorial service at, at the Servant Leadership Institute. We'll open our doors for them, because it's more important to serve the life than anything else. But we sat for about four or five months challenging ourselves. If we had a chance to serve that life, would we have served it the same way? That we served lives that were in our box of the accepted sociable environment that we think we need to believe in. See, servant leadership isn't about boxes. It's about people. And when we serve the people first, guess what happens? Now, that's a very powerful story, and I wish I had a chance to impact that life. And that's why I think it's so important for you. It doesn't matter who you come in contact during the day. The most important thing for you to remember is impact that life positively. Don't do it negatively. If somebody bangs your cart at the grocery store, say, hey man, have a great day. Somebody steals your parking lot, don't tell them to read between the lines with sign language. Tell them to have a nice day. You're planting seeds of treating everyone with dignity and respect and love, and that seed's going to go somewhere. Now you may never see that life again, but your smile, your hand, your your thought, your, your words of thank you, or have a great day are going to change that life. It's going to change in a way that's going to be very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Do you really believe that you are powerful beyond measure? If you are, you will serve the life first and foremost before any ideology. Now, some people will tell me they think servant leadership is an ideology. Maybe. But I don't need an ideology for me to care about people that I come in contact with. Am I perfect? No. I'm not perfect. And I'm going to make mistakes. Right, Lisa? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Carol, she knows me best. Carol, how many mistakes have I made? That's enough. We don't need to talk anymore. (laughs) Carol has been with Daytron and then with SLI, she started a year year before I did or six months before I did at Daytron. She knows me better. She's seen me through the ups, the downs, the horrible sides, and everything else. And yet this morning she sat down and prayed for me. The one person in my organization that knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. And what she wants to do, she wants to serve me. Thank God for that grace, because I need it as a human being. Serve the life and not the ideology, and watch where you're going to go. Watch where you're going to go. And I don't care if it's a life that you don't agree with. I counsel men on and off. I met a man about two years ago who said, my son is getting married but I'm not gonna go to the wedding. I said, do you love your son unconditionally? He said, yes. I said, so why are you not going to to the wedding? He says, because he's marrying another man. I said, you just told me you loved him unconditionally. But there is a condition on it that you have to believe what I believe in order for me to love you. That is not what servant leaders are all about. He was willing to walk away from his son because his son was in a different box. So what? Serve the life anyway. And do it from your heart with joy and happiness. And watch what's gonna happen around you. It's gonna be amazing what will happen. If you can serve others above yourself, you will find power beyond measure. Our biggest fear isn't that we are inadequate. Our biggest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure to serve people from the heart and serve any life that comes in front of me the same way regardless of what box they are in. And that's what I'm gonna challenge you for the next two days, is how do you change your thoughts that you trusted to be true? When you let your servant leadership light shine above everything else and anything else, guess what happens? You liberate those around you in your organization, and they start doing the same thing. So start where you are. You don't need your CEO's permission to treat people with dignity and respect and build bridges between boxes. The only person you need permission from is a person in the mirror and go, I'm gonna live my life differently because I wanna change the face of this world, my community, my family. I want it to get better, not continuing to be in this spiral that we're in. That's the power of being a servant leader. And that power is from love, not from profits. We don't do it for money, we do it for love. Now, I've had some interesting challenges in my life, and I'm going to close up with a couple of stories. Someone asked me last night about my own transformation. My wife, Lori, what I told uh, Tom was, you know, my, my wife, Lori, tells people that if servant leadership could change me, it can change anybody. We've been married for 30 years. She knows me better than anybody else. She knows when I am not being who I'm supposed to be. We did a survey once in our company and one of the items we got rated on was listening. And I got lowest rating was in listening. Now if you do a survey and you ask your people to survey you you and give you feedback, number one you got to listen, number two don't open the survey on a Friday night. Because you see, when I opened up the survey and looked at what it said, I said, it's wrong. Like a true leader, I said, we didn't ask the questions right. <laughs> I wasted all this money doing the survey and I gotta do it again. My loving, lovely wife, Lori, knew that there was something wrong. Walked into the kitchen, she says, what's wrong? And I sat down, took a deep breath, and I said, the survey's wrong. We have to take it over again. The answers are totally, they, they didn't know what they were answering. She said, what did you learn? And I said, I learned I wasn't a great listener. She didn't even look up from the tabletop where she was preparing dinner. She said, tell me something I don't already know. That was a defining moment for me because I wanted support from her because she's my wife. You support me, right, wrong, or indifferent. What I learned was she was my truth slayer. She was the one telling the truth. She told me you should listen to what you're being told because I've experienced the same thing. Now, I had a decision to make, a defining moment in my life to say everybody else is wrong, I'm right, and I'm going forward. Or I could start studying what listening was all about. I studied and I found out that listening is a form of love, is a form of love. And if you care about people, you'll listen to them and listen to understand. Listen to get to the point where you can feel what they're feeling, that's called empathy. I went, oh crap. I've gotta change. Now you're gonna hear about Carla come up, talk about change. She's gonna give you a percentage of most of it's an inner battle, and I agree with that. Listen to what she has to say. Listen to what all this, we brought them here for a reason so you can answer this question, are you able? Get busy today with joy, with joy. I'm going to close up tomorrow. I'm going to give you some physical activity that you can do to be a better servant leader. I'm not going to tell you what it is because you're going to have a belief system. You're going to think that you know what it is and you're not going to know what it is because it comes from 1926. 1926. What I'm going to share with you tomorrow was published. Great definition of what servant leaders need to train their bodies to do when they're interacting with lives. I encourage you to take this journey. You guys took the right step in coming here. We believe that you are powerful beyond measure. We believe that once you let your light shine through, you're gonna liberate those around you. That you will change your family, your community, your organization, our country, the world, for better. You're gonna move them in the right place because you have the power to change the face of leadership in our world today. And I hope you walk out of here tomorrow with a strong, strong belief and thought that you are trusted, that you can go do this. Because we need this more today in our world than at any time before in our history. Because we need to define what serving each other with dignity and respect looks like in our great great country of America. Because we've lost that. We don't need to go back to what it was. We need to redefine it and go forward and build it based on love and caring for each other, not anger and hate for each other. And that's what we hope to do in the next two days. Have you walk out of here and realize that you are powerful beyond measure to impact the lives around you. Lay the seeds, build bridges between boxes, and do it with a smile of love and affection with everybody around you. Listen to the speakers we brought because they're going to give you tools and ideas on how to do that. You are powerful beyond measure and don't let your fear keep you from that. Thank you guys very much for listening to today. Thank you. Thank you.
0: We hope you enjoyed Art's talk on Are You Able? If you're interested in having Art speak at your organization, you can email us at info at If you're looking for more servant leadership content, head over to servantleadershipinstitute.com. We have publications, digital products, and weekly blogs to keep you inspired. Thank you so much for giving us your support. We hope this added value to your day.